0: This can turn into a universe, kind of like everyone else's shit. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I'm, I, I like universes. I am into universes. Uh, speaking of universes, welcome back to Gear and Beer today. I have with me the pride of Illyria, Ohio, Mister Robbie. Music, Robbie, find your beer and clank it into mine.
0: Oh yeah,
1: Oktoberfest, buddy! Cheers, Oktoberfest in October. It only seems right it does but the weird thing about that i learned recently uh oktoberfest happens in september in germany really that's what someone told me i mean but, i believe that but um that's when they all come out are they uh, sure even in a, sure. the end of august
0: or maybe just like kind of uh gearing up towards you know Sure,
1: gearing and bearing up towards
0: <laughs> exactly
1: that's <laughs> what i'm talking about and
0: hey, that's weird how huh? that's weird how that works together just, like uh, that.
1: you just put it right in right in there for me um well, welcome, man. Uh, we for the longest time I only did this on Tuesdays, yeah, and that was probably conflicted with your uh, gig schedule. Yeah, that, so. I
0: got that booze day Tuesday gig. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, Robbie Music and the Sit Down All Stars at the at AJ's. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. I can't even argue it. But they're all stars. Sometimes, so who cares? sometimes I'm like, can I sit down? Like. And then I'm like, nah. You can't. Sit I haven't down. earned it yet. You, no, you don't. You don't need to sit. Down. I need to put. A, I need to put at least twenty more years on Broadway. Yeah, man. for sure. And then I can sit down. Yeah. They yeah. all are. They are all stars, man. And I'm telling you what. I, most of the time, I get the compliments. People are like, "Oh, you sound. You're, you're a great singer." I'm like, "Thanks." And then they go, "But good lord, that band is good." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm."
1: And that's why we call them.
0: And that's why they sit down. They've earned it.
1: Hell yeah! And you're just playing acoustic on and singing on that. Yeah, right? man. It's the. Do you take
0: any acoustic solos? Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, okay, I, 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 there's no way that I could not. I'm about to say, well, yeah. I was just going to say that's a travesty. Sure, you know, yeah. Well, I also play. have an acoustic with a B-bender in it, so of course you. Do. You have to. I, I and was. Gonna, you didn't bring. It. I was going to, but well, the we, strings are completely shot, and I didn't have
1: time to change anything. Copy. Well, we can bring. You can bring that next time. Yes. I. I don't know that I've
0: ever have i laid hands on that thing i don't know if you have and that's it that's actually a travesty because you'd love it is it a washburn yeah it's a washburn force you brought it over here once maybe yes. i can't remember
1: if i played it or not back in the pandemic live streams yeah yeah but I don't, um, I don't i don't remember specifically playing it
0: yeah maybe you didn't it's a travesty because you'd love it the action is great um the tone actually of the pickup is really great the tone out of the what acoustic is great. It? It's just like a, a whatever in there. Typical Fishman.
1: Oh, okay. You know,
0: it's like um, low. Excuse me. Oktoberfest is um, right there.
1: Making it smell. Making itself felt. Yeah. Uh, Known. I uh, smell. I said. It, it, soon. Making its mouth fail. Uh <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Beer and Beer. <laughs> to Beer and Beer. Beer uh, and more beer. Um, no, but it's just a low-level, like, Fishman, and I can't believe how good it sounds. And I have engineers, grumpy engineers, constantly going, man, that thing sounds good. And I'm like... It probably sounds like, man, that thing sounds good. Yeah. And the it's the cheapest acoustic I've ever uh, bought. It's worth more than that. It's worth about close to, I think, like, two grand or something. But, like... It's such a... Weird thing to have the B Bender. I paid three hundred fifty dollars for it. It's a great price for right. an instrument. Absolutely, the Bender alone cost three hundred fifty bucks. And Forrest Lee Junior, who you know, uh it's it's his model Washburn. Oh, uh, yeah. So they uh oh, that yeah, makes all they made.
1: I can't believe that we would have talked about this in this much depth, and me have forgotten it. But then again, maybe we didn't. That. Like
0: we weren't really chatting about gear back then as much. Well not on those acoustic nights anyway. Yeah, we were just kinda of doing the thing. Yeah, let's just see if we can make eighty bucks. <laughs> Please, Lord, let me pay rent. Let me make the eighty dollars. Uh but so the the Lee Junior deal is like uh uh they they produced him for a while and like they actually just a couple years ago quit and uh this guy that I mem- I remember seeing it online like years ago, I'm being like someday. Like I'll,
1: Sweetwater or yeah, something.
0: yeah. I was like someday I'll get to own an acoustic with a B bender. That would be in, insane. And the guy posted it on like Craigslist a, like a bunch of years ago. And I, man, 350 bucks.
1: I'm sorry, I'm all t- jacked up over here. I'm good now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's an acoustic instrument, especially. Uh, Absolutely, 350 is you're I mean, you're stealing. Something.
0: You're 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 looking at. Entry level Takamini for $350.
1: I had, uh, when I was in high school, my grandpa gave me, I think I actually got it in middle school. It was an Alvarez Yare matte finish. Yeah. With a, I don't know what, random ass pickup in it and, uh, you know, the jack and the strap nut. Yep, yep. And someone stole it from backstage while I was playing a gig. I Someone accidentally brought it and I didn't need it right uh
0: somebody took it with them
1: yeah and somebody else (laughs) took it and then i came back and i was like uh oh yeah let me grab my guitar oh wait where's my guitar yeah it's worth very little but just an amazing guitar
0: yeah my grandpa gave it it. well that that's the important part but also like you know you get lucky on those guitars i had um uh uh,
1: used to it's harder to get lucky these days not anymore The, the, the absolute uh profit over quality yeah well, production costs
0: Taylor stuff. makes some really fine guitars but Taylor also makes some really bad guitars everyone
1: makes some really bad guitars it's yeah. a matter not a matter of if you make good ones or not
0: yeah well i mean <laughs> at least on the on the upper end but now like you you go into like Gibson acoustics and like they're not worth anything to me now even the high end stuff you might get some custom shop stuff that would be like worthy but like well they keep having all these wood
1: snafus so yeah. they're making it
0: out of crap i guess well you know matt uh,
1: petrified matt, human
0: residue <laughs> matt griffith has this uh j45 um that is insanely good no it's a j50
1: okay um, Lyndon just got a, like yeah. a 69 j50 well this That's is awesome. a new one this oh, is really? like a new,
0: so like he played Ah, he said something like 40 or 50 guitars, right? He just kept like trying guitars. And then his old guitar teacher from back home in Colorado calls him and says, I have a guitar. I bought it because I played it at Guitar Center, and it was so great. I was just like, somebody needs this. <laughs> so he bought it, and he sold it to him for the same cost. And it was, you know, let's say no more than 2200 bucks, right? And it is an outlandishly good Gibson. But... 60 or 70 guitars had to be played for to find that one. I was one. just
1: about to say, and how many did he have to play to find the
0: one? Yeah, so yeah what, that's what I'm saying.
1: When you need an acoustic, you need to like have the money set aside and it just stays somewhere, and then you just, <laughs> as you can, you just... Just keep you, adding, you just, yeah. But I'm just going to say, once you've hit your entry level for how much money you sure. have stacked, then you just got to start playing them. Oh, yeah. And you have to be willing to leave that money alone and keep playing guitars yeah, and, yeah. To, and to not settle, especially on an acoustic Oh, instrument. absolutely, yeah. You can... You can usually trick an electric guitar into sounding good,
0: well, or yeah, at yeah. least having a function. Well, also like you can always land on a Telecaster, and it is it. There are some better than others, obviously, but sure. you, for less than a thousand dollars, you can buy a Telecaster that will do phenomenally. Sure, it'll stay in tune forever. You know the tone is. They good. do stay in tune so well, man. Uh, well, so I brought two guitars with me that are the opposite of what I grew up playing. I grew up playing Telecasters, and and. I didn't think ever that I would enjoy another guitar. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of them is a, is a Telecaster, but it's got the snake head. It's like the old school, oh. like the first, the prototype models. Yeah. Um, uh, or the snakehead thing. But obviously like there's something to that six on the side, you know, that right, the right. Fender just nailed it, man. You know, and I'm sure that took some tweaking over the years, but like they, they do it well. <laughs> I mean, regardless of,
1: the price level of these fender guitars that i have of, or the fender style sure te- yeah. telly style tune fender style tuners uh, fender. they all stay in tune just so good yeah
0: absolutely fender shaped objects yes fender, yeah. fender
1: shaped objects uh
0: yeah no then that's they always do man they and, and they kind of always will i mean i'm, I'm a let's big hope. fan of it yeah let's hope
1: i you know i i love my tellies, but I played them so much for the last 10 years that lately on gigs, I've just been playing, like, this 330, bro. Yeah. Because it's well, pretty spanky, too. So, bro.
0: you know, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, I'd played tellies my whole life, 20 years even, you know, of, like, just tellies. And I'd own, like, a weird, you know, offshoot or something or, like, a Les Paul, like a Epiphone Les Paul or something, and, like, I'd have to use it for a certain thing, Um there, for a little while, for about a year, I was playing a baritone on every gig. I would just capo on the fifth fret. And then, whenever I needed, when I wanted lower register, it was awesome. I'm now thinking about doing it. <laughs> well, I played. So, the problem is uh, obviously the strings are taut. So, it's like not easy to bend, but I was playing a blues gig. So, like for me, everything I did kind of didn't have to be hard bends, you know? Yeah. I could get away with that. And then also.
1: You could also put lighter strings on there, or yeah, you could tune it down a half step since you're capoing it up anyway, and slack the strings a little bit.
0: Sure, that's true. Yeah. Well, so there's two schools on baritones. There's tuning to B, and there's tuning to A. Yeah. Uh, and I was tuned to B because my brain works quicker to transpose on the spot. I tried the A for a little while, and it kept screw. I was like, this don't make no sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you can just drop down a string set. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Makes oh sense.
0: this 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 yeah.
1: That makes that makes sense. I see that I see that. I, I don't think that I just don't generally like the way guitars with less tension feel. Yeah. Um I like more as much as I can stand and like play a long gig and do bends. Like so if you like, I you like thirteen gauge strings on a strat. No, I'm not Josh <laughs> Smith. But I mean I guess that's a telly. Good
0: God. Stevie Ray, I mean That's true. But he tuned down. He tuned down, but Steve Josh still, Smith does not. But you're also talking about thirteen gauge strings tuned down half step so now you're at what 11 and a half
1: yeah i mean it's still substantial a little girthy
0: yeah but, but also
1: sounds humongous that
0: guy was uh yeah yeah he he was just one of those you know
1: uh there's something to it and there's so many dudes that also have really good sounds that play like uh nines and nine and a half i know a lot of people billy play gibbon nine plays nine like eights right yeah
0: something crazy but he played big strings for years and he said i thought it was all string now don't get me wrong billy gibbon's tone is still great and and like he's playing that pearly gates and it's awesome but like yeah. you know there is a little bit of a thinness to it but not like what you would live there's definitely yeah but not what you, like in the studio it's fine
1: and like well sure but there's also you know yeah a bunch of cool stuff on the other end <laughs> yeah, of that m-
0: moving knobs and such, yeah 100 like,
1: yeah, uh, percent. but
0: i mean like that's i think the thing about it being thin live might even have to do with age like that dude's gotta be mostly deaf at this point you know yeah those dudes have been playing loud and proud for what 40 years it, it's like that that yeah. documentary that came out was like i think it was 40 or 50 what like, year what documentary there was a documentary that came out uh couple years ago it's on netflix i think
1: you remember what it's was called was it mm. called something weird They sometimes they put such weird titles on documentaries i'm like well. well it
0: was like the life and times is easy top it was like like they, they were being interviewed yeah of recent
1: no i remember it now yeah. i remember it now uh yeah it was like it was like a year or two maybe, yeah maybe, maybe three right
0: before quarantine
1: that sounds right yeah that's probably when I, I watched I, I I remember that now it's
0: hard to remember that because quarantine for a little while was literally like everyone says it's a wash i mean I, sometimes i'm like did that happen or did i dream that
1: yeah it's like man i've watched so much tv
0: <laughs> i re-watched i watched stuff i never thought i'd watch it's like man is it is it a? Uh... Is it okay to watch 10 hours of TV every day? <laughs> hey, man. What else are you going to do? Start a podcast and... Uh... Yeah, start a podcast and start an infinity bottle. Yeah. So, uh, the folks probably don't even know. I mean, we talked about it a lot back then, but... We didn't ever actually release anything. We did never we? did. Well, and kind of, we all got busy, man. Like As soon as we started working back uh, downtown, I was like, I took every gig. I remember playing like something like 30 days straight without taking any time off
1: we're gonna go with a very small pour oh yeah and then we can decide what to do from there
0: mm. so uh miller and i started a podcast during quarantine that's, that's me yeah he's he's the other rob um called rob to rob and uh we drank whiskey and we talked a little bit about gear and we talked about food and uh literally just to stop us from going insane yeah and to have a, another human to talk to you know, you had Aaron, but like at some point, both of you are just like, please. like Yeah, you know,
1: well, and she's not, she doesn't want to talk about what I... She's, <laughs> right. she's not a movie person, and she's not a musician. Yeah. So she likes music, but...
0: So we would drink different whiskeys every week and then uh, pour, pour, pour a little bit into this. And so
1: the deal with the Infinity Bottle is the general principle is you pour however much you want to of any whiskey that yep. you really like yep. into this bottle, and as you're drinking you're adding so it's it's like an ever changing yeah, thing it evolves every time it's uh it's pretty cool so without further ado yeah, let's i'm excited let's about this man this. i haven't done this yet i tasted it like a long time ago
0: oh wow it's pretty smooth man <laughs> I'm, but i mean like there's like I'm not even like a connoisseur and it's like they, you there's a complexity to this, you know? There's it's, like fruitiness from uh, uh what's that what's that real fruity whiskey that you always used to uh
1: which one? The Willet? Yes. Yeah, the Willit Will uh uh small batch special rye reserve of America.
0: I think there's uh, some blantons in here there has to be cause Oh, there's a bunch of blantons. We drink a lot there. of blantons. Mm-hmm. Uh there's some uh, green brier in here.
1: There is. There the ruby cask.
0: Uh, no, no, uh, no. That's the Cumberland cask. Cumberland cask is ruby, in here. Yeah, ruby cut or what was it called? It's uh, I think it's just called ruby because it's it's cut in port barrel or it's aged in port barrels. Okay,
1: yeah. So that uh, the ruby is in there. I think also
0: the Cumberland cask cask proof is in here too.
1: Mm, I don't remember that one. Um, there was something called blue something. Did you get a blue? Yeah. Blue I, room. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh there's buffalo trace in here yeah, there's probably eagle rare in here yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: those are my two favorites the and the ones that i seem to find the most often that and the that bottle of will or uh Willet, the that rye i found another bottle of it not too long ago after not seeing anything except well, for buffalo but trace. that's
0: how that that's how that works i mean like I guess so but... they, they come out in batches you know and like uh, yeah. blanton's comes out once a year right. and you have to like be cool with your well, I
1: am, and they're cool, which is why I'm able to find what I can find. Sure, yeah, yeah. But just with the all the shortages of
0: nah, absolutely. Every, everything yeah.
1: from drivers to COVID restrictions and yeah, uh, sure. material availability and shipping delays. Uh, Dude, whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. here's what I don't understand. So, uh, this is going to make for great audio, but the. The battery thing is blinking like it's about to die, but it's plugged in. There's no battery in there. It would either it's either on or it's off, but does it always do that? No and and then in a little bit it'll go back and it'll say that it's fine. I think it might have something to do with the the way the file's stored it's stored like it's killing the battery quicker than it's charging the battery maybe. No, because it's it, there is no battery. It's oh. literally plugged. It's an adapter. I it's, see. It's plugged I see, in. See. So it's either on or it's off. But I think maybe that's reflecting where the file stops. So even though this camera stops at thirty minutes, the file separates into the first tw- uh, nineteen minutes and fifty eight seconds, and then the rest of it goes into another f- file. And that's weird. There, there's no, uh, there's nothing missing. It's, it's a, it's a
0: seamless. Uh, edit, But it just separates the files that way.
1: But it separates the files that way. And so it's I'm, I'm getting close to that separation. So, I, And I keep just, just like pointing it.
0: Technology the... is weird, bro.
1: So I'm wondering if that's what it's telling me, is it's about to separate. So I'll look over here and again in, in a minute and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. see if,
0: yeah, hey, look over there in a minute.
1: And, and I may have to come back and be like, that theory cannot be proven. But uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. That's
0: just the way it is. All right, you can tell him, yeah. Bruce. Uh, dude, this, this set looks amazing. By the way, thank you. Yeah, like when we were filming, we were filming on the other side, kind of in the, in a couch area, and this more was, comfortable. This this was kind <laughs> of always here, but like it wasn't quite as a set yet.
1: No, it certainly was.
0: And uh, the amps, I mean, obviously, all of these are completely working amps, and they're all amazing.
1: And, and uh, cabinets. Uh, I, I, we can't say completely working. The twin is still uh, isn't something it like weird. Ha-
0: is not it half though? Don't you have like one speaker in the pro there, or something? There's
1: right. one speaker in the twin, but the something is wrong with the head and the output is really low mm-hmm. i don't know if i just i just don't know what happened yeah it doesn't yeah. travel anywhere and i'm pretty sure that i had new glass put in there i just need to get it up to butler
0: it could literally just be a one part went bad i mean God, like what is a 65 67 66, 67 yeah the,
1: the pros is a 65 the twine is a 67 yeah
0: same same thing i mean
1: it sounds good but there's like also weird noise when
0: you, you definitely know. gotta take it to jb man no, like no, that no doubt how, that dude is the Fender guru, all because he was just searching for a sound. Yeah, he it wasn't even like, "Hey man, I'm I'm pretty good with electronics, or I can do this because." Like he sure. was like, "I need this to sound away right. and he made it sound that way. And I'm like, "Well, he has his own like basement.
1: He makes his, his basement like the the JB basement mod is a, a tweed and yeah, that he one. did that
0: to a um to a uh." bandmaster i had which is basically the same as a basement but there's it's one less gain stage or something Oh, okay he right. just did that
1: the linden's basement um
0: well and the the bandmaster was in a 112 cab. i regret getting rid of it but it was in a 112 cab you get rid of all
1: your th- this is your amp now
0: well i still have i still have two tube amps and i still have uh well, don't don't that's a humble brag i
1: still got <laughs> two tube amps hey
0: man i can afford things i got too uh, and they're custom, you know, like I had them made for me and stuff. Oh,
1: uh, the Zerker! Zerker! I have a
0: Zerker, and I still have this heavily modded Blues Junior. Like, like I bought it, and I had all these mods done to it, like the Bill M mod, and then the Silence mod, and then the Reverb Tank mod, and the
1: Double Death Cap at Edition mod.
0: Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, I put spikes on it and painted it uh, purple. No, but like I just, it's it's this great Blues Junior i'm just, having
1: a lot of trouble with my ears I noticed, so man. yeah you but,
0: um you're falling apart that's great uh it's quality production i never on. i never use it and it's still up in ohio uh so i just kind that's
1: difficult to use something that is uh, I, 10 well, hours i tried
0: to spread some things right like so the, you could just
1: go home and
0: well i left uh there's a uh, pv special 130 just sitting behind my mom's couch you know, like those those amps are so cheap to find, but they're hard to find because they are sleepers. They're like great amps. Um, is and, it like
1: in the same school as like the the four hundreds? it the, well, it's a
0: double bandit. It's literally a bandit, oh, but like okay. of that that era though, like the the you 80s, were playing that
1: downtown for a minute were for you not? a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have two of them though. Oh, okay. So the the one I played downtown is now up in Cleveland, gotcha. and the one that I the second one I bought off of um, Jamie Michael actually um
1: Shawn Michaels uh, Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Brother. Uh yeah. John Michael Montgomery's brother. Um Got it. I bought it off of him and it had one of those um uh like the EV 12 uh but at the Eminence uh copy of that. Oh, I don't know right? which
1: I don't know which one that um, is, but dude, I, I know that the EV is bigger.
0: It is a Honking twelve. That's a
1: two hundred watt speaker. It is right? a two hundred
0: watt speaker, and it feels. That's what it's uh, a two hundred pound speaker. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, but That's what uh, Sutterfield plays his Matchless through is one of those EVs. Yeah,
0: I know, man. It's they're insane.
1: It. He sounds really good, but for what what I like, it's very dark. I don't know if that's something he's doing with his.
0: It's got to be because my, this one is like. Uh, I, so I took it out of that out of the PV and I put it in one of these little Weber. Uh, 112, uh-huh. right? It's yeah. smaller than that. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, you know, it's like this much on each side. Right. It's so, the cab is so small that I had to, and then the speaker has enough of a honking magnet on it that I had to take the baffle out of the cabinet to insert the speaker like i had to like take the cabinet apart to get it back to you know oh wow but uh so it's like this little tiny cabinet and it weighs as much as a twin or something you know you're just like that's oh just ceramic magnet it death. sits under my desk with a speaker cable so i can just plug in and not you know i can plug all of this in and it's good to go that's cool but i mean this this amp right here is that seymour duncan power stage this is 170 watts Digital watch
1: though, so like, what does that even mean? It's
0: solid state for sure, and it's class D, but I don't know, man. I think this is comparable to fifty or sixty watt tube amp. You know what I mean? I can push. Right. I can push. Uh, right here is where I run my cab live, and that's like, you and know, that's just base metal, treble controls. Yep. And well, the funny thing is, is there's no preamp for this. This is a preamp, but it's not like the preamp what you would normally think. You're just kind of affecting. Um, the power amp tone. I know that's weird, but like you know, a preamp will kind of boost a signal and all that, and this doesn't really do that. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's nice because you can do these small tweaks, you know, for especially since I'm using a Helix, which right. um, I'm sure you will insert at some point. Into yeah, the,
1: we'll get we'll get um, to, we'll get to that. Yeah, but uh, so one I'm, thing at a time, music. Yeah, so
0: I'm using the the preamps on that, and this just kind of um. Powers it, and I can just make small adjustments, you know what I mean? I've tried to run my guitar direct into this, and it's a little dark, you know? Yeah. So, like, a BB preamp in front of this, like an exotic BB, would sound great. Or, like, uh, the I'll RC so. boost or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, any one of those would just murder in front of this. Sure.
1: Oh, I think it's the air conditioner. I just I hear something. This has a fan. Oh, that's probably what it yeah. is. Okay.
0: Actually, I can do this. It's that. Yep. Okay. So it's got a little computer fan right there. It's digital, man. What do you want, you know? Oh, I just... I,
1: <laughs> I thought an airplane was flying over. I just didn't know what was going on. Um, just
0: sitting out here watching airplanes, man.
1: Yeah, you're sitting out of here um, <laughs> watching airplanes, man.
0: Uh, they started making a 200-watt version of this. You have
1: one of those where there's...
0: Uh, right? What? I thought you were getting one of those. No, so I had one. I was a I was a beta tester for them, and um, I didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan of like the things that they added versus what this one does, you know. And it's bigger, and I was like, eh. But they also make a seven hundred watt rack mount, Hmm. and that's meant for like Kemper stuff, you know. Like the Kempers have built in, but something
1: what are what does the wattage do? What do you mean? If you said it's built for Kemper stuff, well, no, I mean
0: like it's built it's built for like running. Um, like your uh, Helix and your your Axe effects and your Kemper, like it's if you get the seven hundred watt, it's uh, stereo, so you can run oh, two separate cabs or you cool. know like it's bigger for that because you're looking to run four twelve. You can come
1: left, right out of your absolutely yeah. yeah you
0: can do that cool. yeah, and like um and you're running four twelves usually are bigger cabs for bigger stages. You know, if I were touring with an artist, I would one hundred percent have a rack with a Helix head and a power amp in it you know what i mean like that instead of the floorboard like i would absolutely do that yeah but then when what do you have on the floorboard it, it's uh just a smaller version of this oh. they they, the, they have two options so right you know, foot they have, controller yeah it's a foot controller yeah. yeah and then you know you would use probably like, a smaller screen and no controls yeah exactly but th- right. it still has the scribble strips and stuff so it's like oh, it's okay. about the same um that's actually the first one I had, and oh, I don't know okay. if you remember this, but you and I were playing uh, at Paradise, and um, I had just traded into getting like a Helix rack mount, and I was like, nah, I was like, this is I don't want this, right? But I didn't want the other piece of gear that I had more, <laughs> so my disdain for that piece of gear was way less than the Helix. Sometimes the lesser and, of two evils. So I plug it in, and I'm messing with it, and I find out, you know how to use it as opposed to like plug in directly into the front end of an amp. Right. And uh, I, I was running into um, the effects loop of a special One Hundred and Thirty, and I just dialed in a normal deluxe reverb tone and it was so good that I brought it to the gig and I just that's put it on right. top and I plugged my pedal board right into it. And like, that's a little bit, you know, wasteful of what this is capable of. But sure. after about a week of doing that, i went and i just went and bought this yeah you know like what else can i do yeah well this is like a better option and uh yeah i was like oh my god and i actually kept that rack mount for like about a year and i recorded a ton with it but
1: boy it is about exactly the same size as my pedal board too yeah
0: no it's a it'll fit on a pt2 that's pretty crazy yeah man Beer and
1: beer you're still using a real speaker cabinet and for our purposes today we're running through the ox yeah We've which got, is the
0: same it's as good as yeah I, for sure. it,
1: honestly those irs are just they're fantastic I know, yeah. um so i'd like to hear it so you you let's talk about this guitar real quick and then we'll move into
0: huh. oh this whole thing <laughs> oh this little old thing
1: i remember to start the gopro this time which is good because we're going to be moving to that ox hey, i mean to that helix
0: start the gopro idiot
1: hey uh so, you guys remind me to start the GoPro. Yeah, real can
0: quick. Uh, mail in and um tell them to start the GoPro. Did you know, I,
1: you didn't notice my t-shirt? It's pretty out there and pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: It's uh have you seen Jake Gammons uh similar same dude? It's team? that same dude that yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um all right. Well, here's the
1: little old uh so he's got this uh, for listeners there are far more watchers than there are listeners sure. but people still do listen like six of them um <laughs> all six it's, my mom's one of them she can't figure out how to get it on the screen <laughs> it's it's definitely the uh less I- than ideal way to enjoy this podcast because we do well, you want to see video yeah, yeah
0: um
1: but i listen to it uh just and editing and stuff and it it works from an editing standpoint as
0: well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes... I mean, if you're driving on the road, you don't always have to see the thing, you know. It's nice, sure. it's nice to hear it if you're in that context. Exactly. But, like, you know, obviously, when you're talking about gear and for people that are gearheads and nerds like us, like, seeing that thing is... Well, especially
1: because that's... You know, a lot of our purpose is what the GoPro is. To sure. Show yeah. all the things. Yeah. And
0: Well, because, you know, in reality, when you hear records, you don't get to see what was played on it. But anytime
1: you do... Right, and whenever we land that, uh, that polliner sponsorship um, yes well uh we're gonna start hopefully i'd like to add at least one camera because we Lyndon has an exact same camera as i do that we use on him and if i could get a camcorder that's a little nicer lens for the main shot and then use that for the pedal board and then like one for matt Krause's podcast uh Boo just happened to be here so we had him over there on the couch but i didn't have a camera i tried to have the gopro on him but for some reason it didn't work but in those instances, did you mic him up though did he yeah get to, we, so you got
0: to talk You had to join totally, in totally. yeah that's great
1: and uh yeah well it was hilarious <laughs> we had never not done that before and i thought it would be kind of problematic in editing but it seemed to it seemed okay yeah. We've matt's good at uh mic control and you know you well, he's see, been doing that podcast for what sure, i mean sure. Six, 5 or 6 years? Yeah. That's I awesome. Think. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, My working drummer, check it out.
0: Yeah, check it out, bro. He's also in our band. Check it out. Pops
1: yeah, and, he's in our band, Pops and Pants. Pops and Pants. Old Old Mac rouse
0: <laughs> Oh man, it's
1: is brilliant. Anyway, so you've got this fake Gibson that's a yeah. uh, lawsuit guitar.
0: Well, no, it's not. Here's the thing. Oh, it's not. here's the crazy thing about it. So, uh Whatever now I've man. heard I've heard three different Whatever stories. Man. Uh the story that i always was introduced as was or introduced to was that this company in japan was making knockoff gibsons right everyone does it that's why that lawsuit era Ooh, that's a good one too it was it's the perfect (laughs) note it's got some yeah f sharp like most things are f sharp most things are F sharp. Yeah, there's a lot, like a lot of like sounds that that I hear are in the F sharp. Charlie Pluth on uh, on uh, TikTok is always like, oh, what is that? That's an F sharp because he's got perfect pitch or whatever.
1: Uh, p- play that. That just immediately sounded really good in my ears. So, okay. Now that I'm done interrupting, now tell us what this is.
0: Okay, so uh, the way that I always heard it was that there was a company like making knockoff Gibsons. It's uh, everyone did it. Ibanez did it. They made Fenders, and um, what Charvel was doing that even like everyone was doing it, right? And Gibson was shutting them down left and right because that's what the lawsuit thing was about. And apparently, they realized that they needed an in for for the Japanese market because they didn't have one. Right, so instead of shutting this company down, they bought them. Oh. Right, so it's Orville they, because they
1: liked the work. they Yeah, were they're doing like, it? oh
0: man, this is actually really great, you know. And like, uh, it's Orville by Gibson. It says it on the headstock, oh, so that's like, true. it's literally owned by. And that was around the same time that Gibson started making Epiphones in Japan, oh, okay. which the the model of Epiphone went up and it was better, and yeah. you know, and the the Epiphone headstock kind of had the Gibson, totally. You know, it looked like it, it started. Yeah, pushing it that direction exactly and that's uh that's what i understood now i've also heard that gibson started the factory like they 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 were like well we want to do this so they just started it i find it hard to believe that that's the case it's way more believable that there's a ton of lawsuit stuff going on and this company was nailing it yeah you know what i mean sure so this is an 88 uh, orville by gibson and apparently it's supposed to be a 59 reissue Okay. Right. And the one thing that I've read and about And it's
1: totally the way it comes. You haven't changed I, the anything. The only thing that um you haven't changed anything from my uh, functional. Uh, the
0: only thing so I, the way that I got it these are burst bucker ones. Oh, okay. I love it, those. yeah, it, so do I. I didn't know That's that. What's in my Les Paul. I hate burst bucker 2s and I hate burst bucker 3, so yeah, they're too so hot. I was like oh i'm gonna hate burst buckers but no i've never tried the ones and these are amazing um it does though the original pickups are the circuit board gibson pickups you
1: i think it probably has to do with uh, just the vibe of wood yeah, the wood because my Mabel- bb1 bridge uh that i have in my les paul is still pretty dark and the, the neck is too my my les paul which is in texas unfortunately or i would maybe have you compare the two but uh the neck pickup, no matter what I do, no matter how I stagger the output of the pickups, because I've tried a lot of different combinations, sure. it's just twice as loud. I mean, maybe not twice. It's so much louder than the bridge
0: pickup. Really? It's so much you louder. You can't get them level. And, well, I mean, you can see- I, uh, I've raised poles and pickups yeah, up yeah. and down and just-, just um, But even then, you can see on this how this is so much yeah, that's, higher. That's you that's pretty, pretty drastic. Um, but- it's it's level and it you know it does that thing
1: well and the farther away you can get a neck pickup the better because it clears that shit up so much
0: well the the neck on this is uh you know yeah and these are these strings are a little
1: bit dead but uh i was about to say the strings sound a little dark but but
0: sometimes you know you there's a for me there's this happy um this happy spot where your strings are starting to, like, they're about dead, but it sounds like 1960. Sure. You know what I mean? Certain things you're playing, you're like, oh! Well, I mean... (laughs) Like, that. their strings were not new, uh, you know? No, they were only
1: changed when broken. Freddie
0: King was playing some Les Paul or 335 with... Uh, essentially they had become flat wounds, you know
1: (laughs) man i just changed my p-bass strings and it's like a new instrument
0: well yeah and it's probably got a bunch more bite and it's it's actually got more bottom Uh, is weird this uh the the neck or the bridge on this um even with these dead strings still has that like the maple top has that spank
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, it definitely, it definitely has a great spanky. sound. Oh yeah, uh, it's just like it's got enough. Uh, th- that, and that's how I like my guitars too. I, that's why I like that SG and sure. any well, of the humbuckers. Those I are have.
0: those are notoriously spanky. Notoriously spanky. Guitars.
1: They're the Gibson Telly. Yeah, know? absolutely. It's but a that, that's one what long plank of wood. I want that clear sp- sound that. I, I can make it dark if I need it and
0: really do the Have the you ever played like a 58 thing. like a real 58? No, I played a real 57. Uh well so yeah, I mean you're still kind of in the same vein. The like even like I played 158 and I played 159.
1: 58s are like the outliers, right? Everybody loves 57s and
0: 59s. Uh yeah, but the 58 is the same guitar. It is? Yeah, it's the same as the I think it's the 59 that like it's the the um the difference in like some of the the wood look. Oh, the way the okay. wood looks but the 58s are apparently it's one or it's one way or the other right it's uh the 59 is like the most popular cuz it looks the coolest but it's yeah. the same exact parts and it's like essentially the same wood just right. instead of like quilted or you know like you're not getting the the flame or whatever sure okay uh,
1: but yeah i don't know enough because I, that's just so far out of my price range
0: oh absolutely. even for the
1: r7 r8 and r9s
0: I, well that's the thing i've been looking for a gibson for years and years and every time i look at like those it's like oh at forty nine hundred dollars i'm like by the way i put whiskey in your cup put some whiskey in your water sugar in your tea what's all these crazy questions you know randy newman wrote that i did that's of course, after of course I found out, not. I was like, yeah, well... That- Open up the window, sucker. Let me catch my breath.
1: <laughs> that a, sounds like a rainy Yeah, he said, that cigarette
0: you smoke about scared me half to death. About <laughs> scared me half to death.
1: <laughs> Open up the window, sucker. Let me catch my breath.
0: Um, mama I, told me, mama told me. I played a 58 and a 59 once in my life, and the they were the spankiest Les Pauls. More spanky than this. It's insane. There's something...
1: And I don't know that this is like
0: we're talking. We're talking about wood again here.
1: Well, I think. You know? See, I I was just about to say I I don't I don't think it's just wood. No,
0: of course it's not.
1: definitely partially wood, but the degradation of the magnetic pull on the magnets and the pickups over time, it just. But that's also why it's wider. That's and wider. why
0: pickup makers now, like the real weirdos, they'll do things like they'll take Alnico magnets and put them in the oven. To demagnetize them, or uh, Von Scow magnetizes his own magnets. He buys unmagnetized Alnico rod, and then he magnetizes them. Wow! Uh, he actually. So I have a set of Von Scows that I took out of um, that Gold Sparkle Telly. Um, uh, I need to put them back in because they're great. But I went over to his house, and he goes, "All right, the pickups are done," and he magnetized them while I was sitting there. I was like, and then he's like, oh, that one's too much. So he kind of like did a thing to like negate it. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, ain't it? And he's, like <laughs> that's such, real a, he's cool. such a nerd. Like, that's the thing about like these new pickup makers. And I don't you know, know. I don't know who that guy is. You should meet. He lives here okay i would yeah love to you should him. you should absolutely i'll make that connection for you i'd like to meet him and then maybe Dude, have yeah, him on here <laughs> and he's like nice and quirky like all guitar and electronics guys are he's like yeah man ugh, you know love it um love it yeah uh you should also john levan he's the guy I know that, does, that name but he does all my guitar work he's a great luthier um but he's been here for years and years and he's seen and worked on everybody's guitar so
1: oh, he's your post shelly guy
0: yeah, but Shelly moved back to town, so I'm going to start going to Shelly for, you know, I'm going to split my time between them because I love Shelly. Um, but you like John too? I, well, yeah, and that's the thing. I, when Shelly moved, it forced me to go to John. Do they have,
1: like, strengths? But yeah, well, um, I think... Or are they just, like, legit?
0: I, I don't know. Like, I, I John um, does it, uh, um, a a tailor course, a guitar building course, uh, two or three times a year he hosts. That's So cool. he can build from scratch right so that's a big strength sure and i think that you know i don't Shelley could probably do that I, i've never seen him have to do that but right. you know building an acoustic instrument i mean your buddy greg is like you know
1: dusty does fantastic yeah. stuff
0: yeah so he when he got it's into like the, the art but when he got into the art. acoustic game just recently you yeah, know like two years ago yeah and i saw the i followed the as as he made that first and it was like whoa man
1: He's got a way, man. He before he made guitars, he was an amp. That's builder. what you told me. And he, I've... they, his amps. I don't know why. I mean, I, I honestly, I know he's told me. I can't remember why he
0: said he stopped making them. Probably because it's so difficult making a cab. They, they were they were better than his guitars. I know. I'm just saying, like my buddy Ken Zerker, who builds amps. Luckily, he's mostly retired, and him and his wife just kind of take their time. Sure. But like they build the cab and they do finger joints and they wrap the cab and oh. he does his own uh, full, circuit
1: full quality control full I like
0: quality it. man like yeah. and if if the Tolex isn't quite glued right they'll pull it up and they'll do it again like well okay
1: so we got sidetracked that's okay but uh, <laughs> we're talking about gear yeah, yeah. I know play, play, play us some sounds so this is what whatever one's hearing we have uh, oh you know what we have. Oh, so what we were just hearing was only the aux. only the
0: ox, or only the helix?
1: Uh, the helix. I'm I sorry. didn't even
0: realize that. I thought I it sounded it. a little quiet.
1: There, there it go. is. So now we have the helix direct out as well as the uh, Seymour. What do they call it? Uh the 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 power stage. Seymour power stage through the ox with. Uh, a 412 V30 57 and 121 yep. super standard. So I'm setup.
0: using uh, the, what you're hearing on the direct out of the Helix is a is a, a Vox cab with oh. two Celestian a, a silver and a blue okay. uh, and then mm. a, fit, a 57 and a, and a Royer. So it's a literally the same thing, just, you know. They sound very similar. Now, I think that obviously, sidetrack, I think that the the, the is untouchable right it kind of is um
1: and what i've played
0: yeah no but so i think that the helix does these the, the you know they have the the irs and all that too that you can yeah. get from the same joints right. and like they're so close especially if you spend time with them which as a guy who wants to use a live cabinet most of the time i haven't spent as much time as i should
1: sure but, Well, Lyndon uh he has one of those hx uh yeah. stomps on his board and he put his own irs in there and you know, it
0: sounds pretty yeah. good yeah man. yeah that's what i'm saying uh so but I, you is, can only,
1: in my opinion, you can only use direct out stuff like that in like any or only situation. Absolutely, I don't, I don't want to use it yeah. through a wedge or anything. Well, stupid I'll like switch.
0: That. I'm going to switch patches here in a second, and I might turn this back off and show you. I figured out a way to add a tile reverb at the end of your chain on your direct only patches oh. to give you because then you can control it and it'll sound like you're backing a mic up. It's you like a trick. little room sound. Yeah, it's a trick, sure. you know, yeah. and uh, it makes it feel right in your ears because otherwise you're just like, yeah, sure, it's Reaver, but it's not, you know? Yeah. So right
1: now, you were telling me earlier, you've got, you've got a IR on the XLR out that does not go to the... To The quarter inch out to the quarter, yeah. Inch
0: so, out. the way that I run my, my rig is I run a cab with this uh, Seymour Duncan power stage, and I'll go quarter out into this. And then, if any front of house guy says, Hey, I want to also um, run an XLR, Get so out. Yeah. like, yeah. And actually, if you look down at the helix from the um, when you in edit, you can do this, yeah. Uh, the signal you can see down here at the very bottom, um, there's two outputs. Copy. And one of them is just goes quarter-inch, and the other one is just uh, XLR, so you can split them like that. And I could even split further if I needed to. That's cool. You know, you can do left and right on...
1: I know it does a lot of stuff that I don't know about. Um, you know, we we had Tony on here. He obviously knows a whole bunch of that kind of crap, and I think that you're the only other person that's had one. Again, I've used, in jam scenarios, I've yeah, sure. used London's yeah. HX just based on my s- setup or whatever um and it sounds good but your y- yours just seems way more versatile
0: well i you know it's funny because i didn't want to switch right like i was the guy who like instead of me like being on their side you
1: used to just like rebuild your pedal board because you like to rebuild your pedalboard. I, I used to <laughs> like
0: that was a weekly occurrence people go oh rob has a day off i bet he comes back with a new pedal board and i would um and same with amps man i was like constantly getting and trading amps and um I was just always that way and um, I didn't want to like this and every at every turn I'd be like not going to like it I don't care and then it would just blow me away now don't get me wrong there are times whenever you're going to play a 66 deluxe reverb with a telly plugged directly into it or uh and maybe a nobles between and you're just like oh my god you can't achieve that anywhere
1: classic vibe yeah, yeah you can't
0: achieve that anywhere but i'm gonna say man like i've added like i use compression right at the top of my chain so it kind of gives this little bit of pushback that you're gonna get from a tube amp anyway sure. and uh just things like that and running a live cabinet kind of changes the whole game you know sure. so you end up with like what i think is like a super classic tone you know
1: hard to argue with that yeah man i mean
0: <laughs> you know uh that's this and then the the, the ability to have many many different amps yeah. at your fingertips the that's a deluxe with like just a little bit of gain and slap back and their version of Dumble. right it's everyone has an v- idea of what Dumbles do sure um Personally, I don't like the Dumble clean sound. I know I like them, I just don't. I can't use it. That's a wrong way to think. Like when John Mayer and stuff uses it. Yeah, you can't argue with that clean. But I'm saying I can't yeah. use it. You know. Sure. Um. So I use a Dumble like really amped up and like overdriven and kind of that rock and roll thing. Sure. And like.
1: And that's not. That's no pedal effects, that's just yeah, IR overdrive. And that's
0: kind of the thing in a perfect world, wouldn't it be like if you're in the studio, you need overdrive, you would try your best to get that out of your Marshall. That's that's what I like to track right. overdrive with. So you're like, oh, I need overdrive. And then sometimes you have to use a pedal or whatever, but... That, well, and there's like certain... You know, overdrive sound, the Nobles does totally. a thing, right?
1: And, uh, and like the, I don't have it on my board, but the full drive 2 sure. version yeah. 2 is... Into a matchless, it's like that's like uh, it's a thing. That's like three Keith Urban, three of the most popular Keith (laughs) Urban records. Right.
0: So I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, you would get to change amps all the time. And I think that's my approach to this. Is uh, I have enough presets that kind of do different things. You know, like so you got that rock that no pedals, and then I can add pedals. I can get I can get as gainy as I you added a, a, a couple of King of Tones on there? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's uh, it's both sides both of the King sides. of Tones, yeah. And, uh, oof, man, when they did that update and put that on here, I was using Klons for everything, um, just gained up. Sure. The King of Tone was like, oh. So I replaced it in every patch. Uh, I have a, uh, a clean country sound, if you will. And I used a twin for a long time, and I kept finding that I was like, it's real uh, boomy and I didn't like it. So what I ended up going with is um, a, a JC-120, right? A, a Roland jazz chorus. Yeah. Uh, super clean. And then... With a little compression and like... the it's right like bitey. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that you're kind of missing out of the twin for me, for me. Now live, a twin can get bitey. On here, it's kind of hard to, you know...
1: It doesn't... That IR is just not... At, Quite as adept to yeah. reproducing that. Well, it thing. also
0: kind of sounds like a sixty-five twin uh, or a sixty-six twin that breaks up a little bit earlier than. I
1: don't know what's going on with my eye. I'm so sorry. I like.
0: It's got an eyeball in it.
1: Something something keeps poking me in my eye. I don't know what it is. The I don't beautiful like.
0: long eyelashes. They're beautiful. I use a slapback a lot because it kind of gives a little depth and room you, sound. Yeah, when you're playing country stuff, you know, like that slapback kind of is is
1: that DD six stays on all my yeah, all my. Yeah.
0: Blood. So I mean, like this is like what I would consider to be my my twin reverb sound, but it's a JC one twenty. When we play, as a matter of fact, when we play that song. And got that thing you know um that's uh blame it on your heart blame it on your no. heart yeah yeah uh and then
1: one other so- sound that blame I- it on your heart by uh the the famous kelsey ballerini <laughs> yeah
0: you know the the great country singer kelsey ballerini my little brother's an idiot and um, that's true he uh
1: he's also a good musician
0: he there's a you know the the remember the joe dirt joke uh uh he had a t-shirt that said i choked linda lovelace right no, I don't that know, was really. a whole thing it's a hilarious thing right you know and my little brother was confused one time and he's like talking about patty Lovelace, and he goes isn't she the porn star and i was like no and so from then on he's like i choked patty Lovelace."
1: <laughs> i don't is linda Lovelace a porn star she was yeah okay. it was It was a uh,
0: her movie was called deep throat it's a whole thing oh uh, yes i've heard i've heard that referenced Sorry, though, you find Christian folk out there who I just offended? But
1: my apologies to my mother, who probably doesn't watch this.
0: <clears throat> the other sound that I really love on this is um, an AC thirty because you know we're doing a bunch of Tom Petty stuff downtown, and it's its own thing. Uh, you know, I
1: about to say if you're playing classic rock, you got to have a British.
0: Sound. Yeah, absolutely. So like, uh, you know, the that Dumble thing does the rock and roll thing, or like the the blues. You know, but like yeah. the AC thirty is like you know uh. get the chime yeah and I'm very very like conscious of making sure that that's there sure Um,
1: play the listen to her heart riff with that button Sounds exactly
0: right. That's right, you know? <laughs> uh, and as a matter of fact, um, I did a, I cut a record a f- couple years ago with a 12 string, um, just a Dano 12 string I have, um, and that. And everything I did was that. Uh, I think I even capoed high to kind of give like the, you know, like the further shimmer. And I was like, oh my God, it's chimey, you know? But yeah, I mean, I I think the Helix is great for that stuff, and like even this, like, kind of gets into that. You know, Um, I also use this sound for that. um.
1: Oh, I can hear in this setting that there's a octave up on that.
0: Oh no, so that's a that's a I accidentally turned on a delay that I. Oh. Um which is this is one of these delays, uh... uh Yeah. That's that um um
1: That's your answer to the timeline.
0: Oh right, you know what I mean. Like anytime I you're recognize gonna, it now, but anytime you're going to do that kind of stuff, that modern thing, I'm not good at delay, so I just kind of built a, a praise and worship sound, and that's what it's called, praise and worship. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but that that vibrato that I put on there is that, um, you know. Um That's that Atlantis Morissette tune, you know? Yeah. So, you have all the effects at your feet. You have all the amps at your feet. Um, you can do cool things where, like, you program a pedal to turn the volume of the amp up instead of, like, using an overdrive pedal. Oh,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you're
0: hip to, like, uh, Neil Young's, um, the, old, the black box that he had on top of his amp, but the deal was it sat on top of this um, 59 tweed tweed whatever you know amp that he played and with foot switches that were technically analog he could hit a foot switch and these little things would turn the knobs of his amp so on a on the fly he could hit this thing and it would go and turn the volume up
1: so and, it's instant
0: gain right, saturation right exactly you know that's and like cool. that's the idea you can do with this and yeah. um i'm lazy and i haven't quite got there but i've only owned it for 4 years so <laughs>
1: Well, I I mean it really sounds as good as anyone that I've heard use the Helix for everything. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony for example uses it and he sounds great, but he he does a, a very different thing. Uh as he that you guys just use it completely Yeah, different absolutely. Ways, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's so, funny,
0: that's why the guys at line 6 uh, always get along with me because they're so intrigued that I'm using it the way I am. Sure. They're like, "Wait, what?" And right. I'm like, yeah, I use it on Broadway and we don't have set lists. Because you can program things like that in the sure, totally. You can just run through a set list, you know? And um I don't use it that way. I use it on the fly for every single night, and it does everything I need it to do. Well, they sound good, but I'm uh, I'm where I'm in pre Rob where I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, dude, I I would never argue it either. Like, I'm not trying to sell anybody on it. Sure. I'm also the only thing i'm trying to do is get people to not make fun of me for using it (laughs) well i think
1: that you could pretty (laughs) easily shut them up with if not your tone you're playing sure yeah yeah that's the way i see that you are listening to the gear and beer podcast today's episode is sponsored by bobby jams kitchen want to take your home cooking to the next level Need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration? Like, follow, and subscribe to Bobby Jam's Kitchen on YouTube and Instagram. At Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Cook your food and eat it.
0: You wear the same hat.
1: I knew you would wear yours, so I yeah, wore mine did. on purpose. <laughs> uh, so tell me about this uh, shell pink. It's, it's not shell pink, but it's pink. Salmon. It's like almost shell. Did you just say salmon to be funny? Please, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, actually, I heard this, I read a thing. Like, I say it to be funny, but I read a thing that when you're pronouncing the color, you say salmon. Interesting. I don't know if that's true, but... I'm, it's one of those things where I say it to be funny, and I can't stop. It isn't true for me. <laughs> yeah. What color is it? Salmon. Pink. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to Salmon. So, I was at Nam a few years ago, walking past a booth, and this was sitting there. and i my I'll first,
1: just noticing the funky neck pickup. Uh, yeah, it's a Go Charlie ahead. Christian. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Uh, it's a Lawler Charlie Christian. So, I saw this guitar sitting there, and I, my first instinct was... <laughs> Shabbat Yeah It's pink I don't like that That's that's dumb I don't like that And then I pass by it again And I, every time it, My inner monologue is like It's dumb By the third time I'm like I should check it out I keep noticing it I should check it out Right yeah. So I go to the booth I check it out uh, Avi Shabbat The guy that builds these uh, Loves me Right So I play for an hour and then he I, he's like, please come back tomorrow. And I come back the next day, and I sit in his booth, and we talk, and I play, and he's got whiskey, and everyone would come up, and they'd be like, "This
1: is at summer or winter?"
0: Winter out, yeah, out in um, Anaheim, and uh, everyone come up, and I'd be like, "Hey, sorry, let me get out of the way." And then Avi would go, "No, no, 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 you play this and give them the demo." So he like, you know, he utilized, and uh, I go, "Cool, man." And then I. Uh, I come back to town and I really wanted to buy this. And I called him. He's like, man, I sold it at Nam." Well, then it fell through and he called me. He goes, Hey, I have that guitar and I'll sell it to you for like this. Right. It's like, buddy deal way 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 cheaper for a complete handmade he doesn't buy any other than pickups and you know like everything he hand shapes and hand makes the bodies and everything Okay, and um it's like um i don't know if you can see but it's the snake head yeah yeah for and sure and it yeah. comes with the lawler charlie christian set which has always been this neck pickup right but then lawler also did a uh matching single coil it's a rail pickup i didn't like it so i changed this to a um uh TV Jones Starfire or something right? it's just it's their telly line uh, Matt Lee uses them too okay. and um, it's man it's it's the telliest telly and then show me yeah prove it that sounds real good but then you also get the Charlie Christian thing
1: Yeah, that's definitely that dark, jazzy thing. Yeah, man. And, uh, uh, but it's still got like an airiness to it. That, I get, wondered, that guitar's got some air. I
0: was going to change the f- the full set of pickups, right? And I was like, I'm just going to put a set of tellies in this. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have six Telecasters. This needs to stay, you know? Like uh, something... You yeah, get one own... thing if it sounded bad. No, yeah, but you get these... It's a very noisy pickup. Is it? Uh, if you play this downtown, it just... You know, uh, but...
1: Hell, you play damn or anything downtown, and it's doing something stupid. I, I
0: use this in the studio constantly, especially for that. And I have um, a telly with uh, Bigsby on it, so I use that for stuff, too. But, yeah, I mean, this... What's the,
1: is, it, is there no mid-selection?
0: Yeah, well, so both of them, yeah. Let's see. It's got a little quack.
1: Yeah, that's a cool sound. That's like... That's a pretty close sound to, like, a Strat metal pickup.
0: I guess that would make sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh I've Marty Stewart in his uh in his famous telly from um uh <clears throat> what's his name? Uh Clarence White. Uh the neck pickup is a fifty four strat neck pickup. Oh, and so like how cool is that? You know what I mean? Like this iconic telly, but they put a fifty four neck strat.
1: That's it. See, I'm in I'm into those kinds of things. I just I only got the two tellies and they're one of them just a standard and one of them is the keith richards uh, 54 yeah that nash yeah with the a- what the i don't think i just got mixed feelings on that <laughs> neck humbucker do, do me this favor real quick um it's not over here never mind <laughs> i don't know where it is <laughs> I thought it was up there. I'm not going to go looking for it. I was going to say compare our, the neck pickups between that Charlie oh, Christian yeah. and the
0: what it, what it, what's the neck pickup in that? It's a humbucker, right? Or a minibucker? yeah, it's some
1: sort of Lawler humbucker. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know what it is. Jason
0: Lawler is kind of doing the Lord's work with pickups, man. I don't I'll, use a bunch of his stuff, but everything I've heard, I've liked.
1: I, it's the only guitar that I have that has Lawlers in it, and I know Same. people have been uh, Lawlers and Fralins is what you hear. That's yeah. what you've heard about for two decades. I
0: had Fralins in a. I had the the. Um, the Danny Gatton Freeland's Yeah. Uh, the the rail pickups other than this oh
1: that, they uh, does it, is it uh Fraylin that makes those Joe Barden pickups too or?
0: oh that's who it was it, no it was Barden not Freeland that's my fault okay. guys uh I'd like to send out an apology to uh Lindy Freeland and uh, Joe Barden hey uh, guys Hey. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Um I'm just going to I'm going to go end it now. I'm going to edit that out. It was the Barden. No, no, don't. They need to know how big of an idiot I am. Uh I had the Barden pickup. The Danny Gatton Barden pickups and I did not like them at all.
1: To, uh, Tony Campano has a guitar that has those in there. They're you know what? They're like They work way better for that kind of thing than he does. Absolutely. It's very, it's a very dark true, and buttery.
0: Yeah, it's a very true sound, but when as soon as you get into that telly thing, if you do this on a rail pickup, Everyone's head goes, you know. Yeah. Uh well, that's enough of this stupid gear. Let's ask some stupid questions. Yeah, ask me dumb questions, man. I'm I've been waiting. Uh, while
1: I'm looking it up, I already know what the first one is because it's uh, these are pretty much the same questions that I ask everybody. Um, the first one, uh, m- many of them are either or questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the first one is Metallica or Megadeth.
0: Metallica. That's always a pretty quick
1: answer for most people.
0: You know why? Because I, um, I didn't because you as haven't much listened
1: to enough Megadeth. That's that's funny. a big reason. That's a really
0: big reason. Also, I think Dave Mustaine is kind of an asshole. Like, don't he, get me wrong. I think he the other definitely guys are comes too. Comes across that way. Well, he's also still like real h- butt hurt about whatever happened between them back in the day. And no, he's he, still vocal about that to he, this day. And I'm he like, he
1: said that, uh, his whole drive for Megadeth was, was to get back at them. Yeah, yeah, and what uh, an excellent fuel source that turned <laughs> yeah, out to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I think that Megadeth is cool. Obviously, I don't listen to as much like hard rock as like, you know, most people, but or like maybe, you know, some other people, but like me. Um, but I do like it and like I listen to so much music. I, I love Well, so do I, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I dip my toe into like that Metallica thing and dip I love it. toe that stuff. to
1: jacuzzi. Baby. <laughs> uh,
0: that early Metallica stuff, especially like up to like Load. I would um, say
1: even up to Reload. Yeah. Kind of lost me after that.
0: No, but like, so I, that's where they didn't lose me or anything. I just kind of quit around there, you know? The Black Album was like um, a thing of my childhood that kind of changed. I was like, oh, you can do that and nothing else matters? What? Man, that album changed
1: a lot for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's
0: great. And I think that they're, I think they're still great, that, that they're still kind of like kicking ass, you know? So,
1: yeah. You know what Megadeth has done that Metallica hasn't done? that's pretty badass and that's uh record a record with Vinny collude on drums sure yeah <laughs> i forget who's playing bass but it's also it's another guy where you're like i totally see it but would have never picked that name out of the hat you know what i mean right uh it's another one of those session magicians of you know folklore s- sure status yeah at this yeah point. uh okay my next question is jazz or metal jazz
0: uh which is funny because when I was up to like twenty four, even like twenty three, I w- you know I would have definitely said metal because I didn't understand jazz. Like
1: I don't know that I understand jazz still. No, but it's, I,
0: I don't. It's not that I like uh, understand even how to play it or anything. It's just I was just being self deprecating. Some, yeah. Well, I mean, you're also the guy that does jazz gigs, and I'm not. Hey, well, um, I used to do jazz do, gigs, but they I? were very much blues jazz gigs. I was like, "Hey, check out this cool hollow body I that's, have." even that's riskier And I know. Here. Yeah, I know. I know a 6265, uh, two, you know, whatever, a sub of 3 in there or whatever. Um, but so my uh a band I was in, the lead singer his name's Jay Scott Franklin, one of the best songwriters I know. He was a jazz trumpet player. Like in this band we were a country band and he played acoustic and sang, but his whole like identity before that was jazz trumpet. And I was like, "I don't like jazz. I don't understand it." And he goes, that's cool, man. And then he shows up at band practice and he gives me kind of blue. 1958, right? Like, uh, yeah. And he goes, just go home and check this out, right? And I was like, oh my God.
1: That's dip my toe for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's like, a, and that's it changed a great place to start. All
0: Blues kind of was like, oh, I get this. It's so
1: approachable.
0: You know? And then we kind of. But like, still,
1: just amazing. It's
0: so heavy still. But you, on the surface, it's kind of like a great like movie or TV show where, like, On the surface, you're like, yeah, that's great. But if you really want to dig in, there's also so much more. Totally. Um, And then we kind of moved through some things, and then he hit me to Bill Frizzell, um, who lives here. There's a record Bill Frizzell has called- He lives here again? I thought he moved. Oh, Did he? Well, I thought he he moved here. I thought he lived here. Who knows? Um, He had a record back, I don't know how many years ago, called Nashville. And it's a great record, and it's also one of those where it gets real far out real far out but there's also so much cool melodic right down the middle and for yeah. a guy who is i've never heard
1: i've never heard him stretch like uh, like i expected based on the way people talk about his music and i, I have you like dug really into it though? Uh, well i was just about to say it's i have not spent just you know blocks of hours but people say check out this record and i've checked it out and i can you in, in almost all cases I just couldn't get it
0: well yeah for sure yeah i get that i mean there's the taste thing for sure
1: well and you know some of that just comes down to like the moment and the headspace you're in etc and yeah so you know jazz over
0: metal you know what i mean fair enough
1: (laughs) so uh my next question would be and i think i probably know the answer to this because i i'm probably going to remove this question but stranded or solid core cables Ooh. almost nobody makes solid core cables yeah anymore. the
0: only two that the only one that i know about they sound better uh was the hex core um i can't remember the name tyler powers was using them and jay Cott was using them and yeah uh so i mean it has to be stranded only because durability's st- standpoint well no not only that i don't have as much um i can't get solid core like i can't afford that
1: well yeah for for sure and, the, well, and the, but they're, they're they'll, they'll break so easily Oh, okay they, that's that's the problem so they sound clearer what's it called but people stop making them because they're just too brittle well
0: there's a company that that tyler and those guys are using right and like tyler had like the the um speaker cable from the back of his amp to the speaker uh in the amp right he had that done by them and that costs 200 dollars for that much jay cot bought a 20 foot um cable off of ebay from somebody for like a couple hundred bucks right and he's like i got this for cheap for what it is um and then he called them and they're like he's like but i want to cut it down into two like because it's i don't need a 20 foot i need two 10 foots and they go well don't do it yourself you cannot do it yourself you have to send it to us and i was like i don't i've never yeah it makes sense
1: sometimes, I think, to do that from like a in a maybe studio, studio for sure. Yeah. But if it's something that you're taking anywhere and rolling, winding up rolling and up, or yeah. someone might step, step on, yeah, absolutely. you know, the the problem became with the solid core is that they are extremely undurable. Sure, yeah, indurable or however you say it, <laughs> non-durable. There in, we go, non non-durable. Um, yeah,
0: I mean that's a, that's a good question, but at the same time, like
1: my i think my my next question it really gets down to the nitty gritty and uh, that question is tacos
0: or pizza <sighs> tacos uh the correct choice but it's a it's a hard choice well i mean you know uh, i've had some really great pizza in my life but i've also had tacos that you've made that have been probably some of the best that i've ever had in my life
1: you know i just wanted to say i know you had somewhere you have to go and something you have to do but you really screwed this up because it, Oh, all, no, I know. All guests get a, a meal prepared as well as I can prepare it.
0: Well, you... well Except for you, because you don't have time. I will say this, though. Um, when you and I were filming our podcast, I ate here once a week, and it was heaven sent. You know? I get it.
1: I'm better now. I,
0: hey, man. You were great <laughs> back then.
1: But, yeah. I'm better now. Tacos
0: man. are the right answer for most of the time. Also...
1: When you leave, I'm making burger buns. I'm going to make two different batches to compare... Uh, Two different recipes. I'm going to find the perfect burger bun because I smoked some burgers last night.
0: Ah, dang it. What's your next question? My next question is
1: live or session?
0: Man, that's a... I'd say live because I'm definitely the way most comfortable and I've had way more experience that, right? I've done a lot of sessions, but... I've been playing live since I was six. So live kind of has especially when the band is cooking. Um There's something something to be said for both, man. Magic it's a tough choice. Magic happens way more often for me live. Sure. Because in a session, um especially in today's day and age, right? We're talking about like Nashville sessions. If we were talking time about
1: time constraints, yeah, if we were talking man,
0: about it's a um, thing. hey, we're an aerosmith and we rented out the studio for three months and we didn't right. even have songs yet. Right. Right? Everyone's like, Stephen Tyler will write a song when we go to lunch. That's different. Like, if yeah. I had that that thing in the studio, that would be awesome. Hey, whatever, man. The record company's paying for this, and we're just getting high, and we're just uh, making stuff up, and right. we have magic. That don't happen anymore, man. Yeah,
1: you can't afford it no one can now
0: on my record when i recorded my record with uh, scotty schultz and johnny stanton who i think you had johnny on here johnny's been on here um and uh uh, josh schultz which you know nashville beef alumni right there yep um he uh there were some magic moments in that you know what i mean we're playing and and dude i'm gonna tell you what
1: well it's one thing to go into a, a studio with unrehearsed songs and but you like did it with guys that you know on a on like a on stage level, yeah, yeah, which, absolutely which changes everything. Which,
0: and they'd played together a, an an absurd amount, yeah. and I'd played with each of them an absurd amount, you know. So like, we caught some magic. But I will say this: I mean, you literally had brothers there. I know. So that that well, there's no, something no, to be said. Yeah, for that. and then also Johnny and Scotty had played in how many bands together? Sure, you know. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, he he's almost one of the brothers. So yeah, um, live. Uh, single coil or humbucker um until my orville single coil would have been the answer and i'm still i'd still probably say single coil because all my favorite all my favorite country records are cut on a telly you sure. know or maybe a strat uh, because that strat does a better telly thing in the studio than the telly does
1: that's sometimes true. Yeah.
0: Well, that I always use the strat when I when I really need chicken picking stuff um, in the studio because you get like a little spankier thing, right? My uh, my
1: dad's sixty three works good for that, but my uh, my pieced together nineties Mexi Squire, which is American standard parts, but like weird measurements on them. Yeah. Um, the pickups in that are like super low output vintage style pickups and that bridge is so bright and thin that right it i mean it's i just it just can't help but sound like a Strat bridge pickup sure 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 you you can like you could throw a uh, an EQ pedal on it or something and like it ha- does have a strat bridge pedal
0: does it have the the tone connected to it or is it the... yeah and you can darken it up but well the reason i said that is cuz on the standard strat thing there's no tone on the on the bridge that's oh, a like that's good. an original i
1: wired this one i like you know that's how some it really should bad be. solders on the i have of my there. strat
0: <laughs> is um is uh like a 60th anniversary i don't
1: ever need a tone knob on a Unless I'm trying to play a jazz gig, I don't need a tone knob on anything that isn't a bridge pick.
0: I know, but I mean, my, my, when I got my Strat without the tone knob, there were instances where that was too ice picky, you know? Now, there's instances with overdrive or something that it works, yeah. but if I'm playing like a clean sound, I need to back that off, or especially if I'm in like the two position, you know?
1: Uh, See, I don't. I almost never like a rollback tone in any other position on a Strat, Sure, because... Just the maybe it's just the ones that I have experience with, but sure. the, the nature of the interaction of those pickups and the tone knob is always unpleasant. Sure, sure. Like I, even for a jazz thing, I've never, I've never, never had do. an
0: issue with that. Yeah, I've never had like, but also I don't play strat except for in the studio.
1: I like my strat. I was is playing that sixty three downtown for like a solid couple months. Yeah, but that's a great guitar. I mean, it's so weird to play, but it it does some things very very great but i will i will say this it was through this amp and oh yeah the wooly coach yeah I don't come know on if now. We see where that master is <laughs> but that that's how i'm that's how i run that thing
0: well yeah i mean isn't it pretty is it what 12 watts or something or 15 i think it's 18 oh 18 okay yeah. um yeah so the idea of single coil is mostly that i want them to be the, but I want them to be the telly thing, but this Les Paul changed my mind about that. So downtown, my guitars are noiseless now. You that's know? that's a fair That point. is a huge thing. AJ's is terrible for noise. The stage is terrible. And for I use noise. my Les Paul. Great. No problem. Yeah. And it's spanky, so like it works. If but it sounds good. Who gives a shit? eighty uh, percent uh single coil, twenty percent humbucker.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can do that on this board, but volume pedal before or after gain pedals uh
0: you can absolutely do it you can put the volume pedal anywhere you want i believe that i just didn't um, know yeah yeah and on my pedal boards it was the the king i was the king of uh volume pedal after overdrive uh after gains uh other than maybe a boost like a boost pedal is at the end for me right it's like it's gonna be um even after reverb because i don't want to hit like a reverb pedal harder right so Uh, That's a different question, but, like, so volume pedal I would put after gains, and the reason is because you can turn your guitar all the way up, turn your volume pedal all the way up, and hit your gains, right? And then it sounds a certain way, and it hits the front of the amp a certain way. Right. But then you can also turn your volume on your guitar down and hit the front of the pedal a different way, or then you can also turn that... All the way up, and then turn your volume pedal down. You have so many gain stages, you know. Yeah, um
1: that's fair. I
0: found like, I've tried it every way. You know, I, I tried it at the beginning. I've tried it at the very end, and yeah, man, that's the one that you have like all these different tonal options.
1: I I like a volume pedal, but I don't ever. Yeah, use you don't even have it.
0: one on your board. I don't. You I know, have one. I use it for steel. You know what's weird is that before I got a volume pedal, I didn't even know that they really existed. And then I got one, and since that day, I've been addicted to it.
1: Well, I have a great one, um, and it sounds really good. And if I'm tracking something and I want to do a swells thing, I'm going to make it sound way better with a pedal than I am with my finger. I I
0: remember I was 14 or 15 when I learned how to do that. Some old-timer showed me. He's like, check this out. And for That's years- such a hard
1: technique. I'm
0: great at it on a telly. That's my- That was a thing of mine was pedal steel stuff. Like, I could fake that real well. And then I got a Les Paul and you can't really do it, you know. But, Not on the bridge pickup, anyway. But also, like, the, you know, the, the volume pedals kind of helped.
1: No doubt. Um- You already kind of answered this question, but do you use compression live? And you do because you said you put it at the beginning of your signal so it feels a certain way. I do,
0: but now I'm using an LA-2A or their version of an LA-2A. So it's a little bit more like a limiter than a compressor. Sure. Um, Now, on the country um, preset that I showed you earlier, there is an an alternate um, Dynacomp because Uh, sometimes you, on that,
1: you know. want that super you need real squishy, yeah, yeah, like that
0: Brent Mason, you know, that, beep, 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 beep. yeah, that that eighties, yeah. It's got a sound. Guitar. It's got a tone. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, since you're also a bass player, this question is applicable, uh, and it's not. It's going to be funny because it's not the bass that you play, but. Uh, jazz or
0: precision uh p bass 100 uh the nashville sound so i play a stingray because that's the nice bass that i have right like i traded a firebird to mike Pasculi. <laughs> you should have him on at some point too because he oh, Mikey is p? he is a just a gear nut you know that's true he's got a and bunch of crazy stuff yeah. or at least he used to yeah um He's got some great basses too, man. You'd really enjoy some of those Rickenbackers and all that stuff. Oh,
1: yeah, he's got the coolest.
0: And he's got like old old uh, P basses and jazz basses. But um, regardless, I traded him that for the Stingray because I needed a five string that was worthy of like keeping up with modern music. Yeah. Um, but I also have um, my first bass was a 67 Mustang, which is essentially the little. P ish. It's the little brother of a P bass, right? Yeah. Um, but it's now. A-
1: often thumpier version dude of i
0: bass. loved it and the bass i learned how to play on was at 67 the strings hadn't been changed in 20 years
1: oh so it's like a james jamerson dude special. it was special um
0: yeah p bass all the way
1: so you already answered that question um we'll do this we got time for two more questions okay, okay two more two so miles i'm going to I'm going to skip all the way down to the last two questions and actually I'm going to I'm calling audible. Okay. What is your desert island piece of gear?
0: If you go st- st- you're stuck on a desert island. Can it be like a guitar and amp combo or does it have to be like one piece of gear? I we're going to assume you have an instrument. Okay. All right?
1: Um, we're going to be, we're going to assume that you're stranded on an island that has a tiki hut that you're playing a gig in. And it
0: has electricity. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, this is a desert island. You can't get off of here, but there's a perfect electric. Yeah. We got, we got, we got your wall
1: warts. Just come yeah. over here and just it's, plug in. It's 110
0: even like, and it's, you can have a brown box. Totally. Um, uh, totally. I would say that, you know, since I'm going to have, uh, I mean I, there's a lot of uh, uh, alternates in this do I have an amp do I get to like choose that or like cuz like let's okay then let's say that it's uh you know
1: it's kind of like a veiled favorite amp question. sure
0: i think so yeah i think it would be a super reverb like a, a 66 super and uh my like one my favorite telly you know yeah. um, that that whole thing is like every sound Sure. Like it's the reverb is so lush, and like if you're right. feeling pretty, you can play that that Stevie Ray tune Lenny. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. Or you can uh turn that down a little bit and turn it up, turn the mids up, and get like a Stevie Ray thing. So sure. yeah. Super reverb. Sixty six super reverb desert island amp.
1: Okay. I'm gonna I'll probably change the way I worded that. Dear dear and dear. So the final question is we call it the King's Court. So the King's Court question is, Albert, Freddie, or B.B.?
0: Well, uh, I can answer that this way, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll answer it this way. Hold you on. answer it, You answer it that way. I'm going to
1: pull this out and uh, give us one final sip.
0: Whoa. Sit.
1: Pardon Excuse me while I this
0: out. <laughs> uh, uh, here's my answer to your question, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. For those of you unfamiliar, the answer is Freddie King. That's right, man. The Hideaway. That guy, uh, yeah, he inspired me in in ways that BB kind of didn't. His songs are so unique. Freddie's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But from, also, from
1: Hideaway to Palace of the King. But that, and to you're going talking down. about
0: like 60s into like the 70s, even like he he the Palace of the King was like that that new movement of songs, you know. Yeah. And like fair. BB BB King had all that like you know that um the vibrato thing, you know? And it's great. He's got so much. I, I'm it's a big great. fan of all of them. It. Yeah, it's impossible question. But But Lord, I mean like, yeah, definitely Freddie King though. And Albert was, again, I there's things that I love about him. You know that he tuned his guitar like way down. It was like, not only was it reversed right he was playing it way
1: down so that he could have all that all
0: this crazy bend stuff um there's a there's a video of jack pearson at the songbird factory playing this this old flying v and he tunes it way down and i'm like watching him play and he just smokes these riffs right as as jack pearson can do sure and he (laughs) goes he goes you know funny story uh uh Albert King used to tune his guitar way down, like the, you know, he's just like this bumpkin, you know. He's he sure to way down, and he's doing these bends that are like five step bends, you know. You're like, what? So yeah, the yeah. most unsuspecting soulful dude right there is Jack Pearson, no doubt. Uh, sidebar: uh, Jack Pearson uh, uh, is with the Kings as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and and you know, another
1: person that's of that same era that doesn't get the Pray that they deserve is albert collins oh
0: yeah dude i was talking i was thinking about him earlier telly he plays a
1: telly nobody's playing a telly in but the he's boys.
0: also doing that thing where he just capos way up the neck is he and yeah so this is his whole like you know like you know i ain't drunk i'm just drinking But he just I don't care what the people are thinking. (laughs) Uh, He just capos, and if you ever look at like live stuff, he just moves it. It's great, man. I'm I'm way into it, you know. Well, and he doesn't get any recognition.
1: Well, Rob, music of Illyria, Ohio. There's nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet for you and look into this camera and only this camera and tell us what you've got
0: going on with your life. uh, Suck it, hot ones. Well, uh, you know, whiskey, cash, and roses. Uh, my new record's coming out. I just talked to them today, as a matter of fact, and uh, they sent me all the info, and it's within the next three weeks. It'll be reproduced, and then uh, I'll be setting up a release date for that. So currently, your record is pregnant. It is pregnant. It's about due above the whiskey. Hey, no. uh, by the time this comes out, it should be pretty close to coming out. Uh, check out Spotify. Um, uh, I will. Uh, by the time this, how many? Yeah. How
1: long before it comes
0: out? Uh, probably a month. I'd say
1: it'll be about a month for this coming yeah, out. Yeah, then great. So yeah, I'll, even I'll better. I'll be able to put the links yeah. in all the comments, brand new record. Or notes or uh,
0: Whiskey Cash and Roses has some singles coming out soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, we, we we worked on those over the last few months, and hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gesturing to him for listeners, but Rob Music, actual last name not spelled the same, <laughs> but uh, the man oozes music. He's a he's a friend he's a fantastic player bandmate bandmate we yeah. play together weekly multiple times yeah and uh it's awesome and we'll continue to do that Dude. and yeah. until next time thanks for tuning in to gear and beer don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications and send money and bye bye cheers buddy cheers
0: fruity whiskey mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Now I'm going to listen to all the Kings while I make burger buns.
0: Ooh, yeah. (laughs) That's the best idea I've ever heard.
1: Thank you for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram and YouTube channels. We truly appreciate your support ask that you please tell anyone you know and you think might be interested in our podcast about gear and beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond thanks again and until the next episode